if you really want to master your mental health, you have to make sure that you're not adopting a limiting story for yourself. And if you currently are feeling either stuck or you feel like you don't have what you really want in your life, you're carrying around at least one limiting story. So if you're, you know, say relationship is not going the way that you want and you're feeling depressed or anxious or upset about that, you have at least one current limiting story about why you're not at the level of depth that you want to be with your relationship. Uh, if you've got a feeling of depression going on and you're not content with where your life is at right now, there's a story that you're telling yourself about why your life is not where it's at right now and why you feel like you can't potentially get what you really want. So I'm not here to discredit the fact that every single person watching this has gone through struggles, tribulations. I, I'm sure that you have some challenges in your life that are very real. I'm not about pretending that, that everything is just perfect. But you, the worst thing you could possibly do for yourself is to give yourself a limiting story. And in the context of mental health, we do this very often without knowing it. Because usually the story that people are telling themselves is something like, well, you know, my mother and my father treated me this way when I was a kid. And because of that, I got really insecure at school. And I had this one bully when I was in ninth grade. And then I never really felt sure of myself in high school. And I've never really felt comfortable in my own skin. And now I feel really, really anxious when I'm in crowds. And I just really can't go out in public and, you know, socialize at the level that I want to because I feel like I always have to be guarded and reserved. So that story that you might tell yourself about the past, whatever it is, may even be very, very factual, which, by the way, usually the stories we tell ourselves are not totally factual. I'll give you one illustration. Uh, most of you watching this probably are old enough to have been alive during uh, September 11th. I know I was pretty young at the time, but I still remember it. Most people remember that day pretty vividly. They have at least a couple of images in their mind where they remember that day. And I'm just asking you to think back, do you remember that? Chances are probably yes. And, uh, however, you probably don't remember where you were and what you were doing and what the context was of August 11th of that same year. And the reason is September 11th was a deep emotional experience, right? There were a lot of emotional feelings going on that day and your nervous system locks that into memory a little bit more easily. And so if you did get picked on in school or your parents did get a divorce or you were, uh, you know, abandoned as a child and left for adoption, right? Who knows what the case was? Chances are you have a series of memories in your mind that you linked a strong emotional connection to. But here's the important thing about this story. They took interviews of people uh, on the day of September 11th, or excuse me, it was, the, it was a couple days after September 11th, and they interviewed them and asked them what they saw, what they remembered. And people talked about remembering seeing the planes hitting the buildings and the buildings coming down and all sorts of things. But what they were able to realize was that people were talking about memories from that powerful emotional day that were not factually correct. In their mind, they believed that they literally physically saw the plane hit the building, but they were in a part of the city where it would have been impossible for them to have seen that. So what happens is when we have a deep emotional experience, our mind is changing the memories. So that thing that you think happened exactly the way that you think happened when you were a child or when you were in your teenage years is not even correct. 
science has shown that your memories change dramatically over time. In fact, after about a 30-day period, they're really not even about 70% accurate, right? The more you retell the story to yourself, the more the memory itself tweaks and changes over time. A, a more or silly example would be very often, you know, let's say you, you had... Um, you went on a fishing trip and you caught a fish that was actually only 12 inches long. But when you tell the story again, it was 14 inches. And then five years later, you tell it and it was a little bit bigger. And now when you think back to that day, the fish was two feet long, right? The mind will consistently update memories over time as we recite them. So the stories you're telling yourself are very often totally singular from a singular vantage point, which was your vantage point as like a hurt child or somebody who was the victim of that experience, but you are not representing it in your mind as the more full, diverse perspective of what was actually going on. So one of the, th the therapeutic techniques I'll use with my clients very often is if they have a, you know, what they would call a traumatic memory, I'll ask them to go back and put themselves in the body of somebody else in that experience and I'll have them contemplate what was going on in that other person's life at that time. You know, so for instance, if somebody felt like they weren't getting the attention they deserved from their father, I'll ask them to put themselves in, in, in the perspective of their father. And I'll say, well, what was going on in your father's life? And it's always a revelation for people because people told themselves the story that their father didn't love them and that, you know, they were verbally, emotionally abused. And I'm not saying that they maybe weren't treated unfairly, but once they put themselves in the perspective of what was going on with their father, very often they'll get a new insight and they'll go, holy cow, my dad was just trying to financially keep the entire house afloat at that time. And no wonder he was totally stressed and no wonder he snapped at me. And I've snapped at my own kids, you know, for the stress that I've had, right? So you may have a totally factual story, which by the way, you probably don't. But you have to update that limiting story so that you can live the life that you want to live. People who have an extraordinary, rich quality of life do not consistently tell themselves a story about why they cannot have it. People who are feeling fulfilled and they're feeling like they're growing and they're feeling like they're contributing and they're expanding in their life constantly reinforce in themselves a story about what they want and how they're going to get it no matter what. So don't put a limiting story on yourself, no matter what, right? No matter what any professional has told you before, if they've told you, oh, you're likely going to be anxious for the rest of your life, you're like, you know, you might be sad and depressed for the rest of your life. The best you can do is learn to live with this bullshit, garbage, right? You need to adopt a new empowering story that is going to give you what you want in the future. And you need to write that out now. <laughs>